You ready to do this? Yeah. Okay. You gonna be on your best behavior? Yeah, I guess. All right, what's up, guys? It's Actatus and Frankie, and we're doing another uh, another. No one will be seated. We're gonna do this uh, in a similar way to how we did the last one. Uh, I think we're gonna kind of do like uh, we're not gonna do the full commentary right now, uh, largely because we're kind of starting something a little bit new uh, while we wait for like the main series, where uh, I've got this pile of trash that's been building <laughs> over a number of years. Uh, it's, it's a pile of trash made up of various, uh, movies that I've, I've, I've picked up at bargain bins and going out of business sales. I think I've got probably 10 from when Hastings went out of business or something. They're uh, horrific. That, that have just been sitting in my drawer, uh, unwatched, unopened for a rainy day. And, uh, thankfully for us, uh, I think it was last week or so that rainy day happened. Um, Unfortunately. We, uh, we lost internet for, like while most of the night and so we were kind of stuck and we're like okay well let's let's find something to do, do we want to play a game together oh most of our games require internet connection <laughs> do we want to watch a movie oh well we can't watch anything on netflix okay we'll watch we'll watch something new and uh i think you tried to get me to watch i don't fucking remember what but i was not having it and Anything I was like, but what we watched. And I decided, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're going to uh, be productive during this time because we aren't ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> and so we dug through my pile of trash and we we passed up such great hits as uh, Zombinator, uh, or actually a movie that I remember really liking, Otis. Uh, we 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 passed up such greats for a little piece of. Uh, trash uh called cybergeddon um uh. which was a movie um before we start i haven't had approval to do this by the rest of smegco we kind of run smegco as a bit of a co-op thing right where we don't really do grand independent decisions or anything like that <laughs> um we generally like discuss everything as a group and kind of come to a consensus before uh, we make any big announcements, but I think it really goes without saying that uh, Smedco is, I think, official line, because I think everybody does this. And even though our platform is fucking tiny, I think it goes without saying that, uh, I mean, Black Lives Matter, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you and I have both been out at protests, uh, I think, for the last two weeks, uh -huh. whenever we're able to. I mean, around our area, it's the, the protests are only really organized on, like, weekends or something anyways. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple throughout the week, but... Uh, they're all during my working hours, and I don't really get enough paid time off to be able to, to take off for protests, which sucks, um, but it is what it is. But, you know, I mean, I, it's, a, it's a thing where it's like, I think anybody who has a platform has a, a responsibility to um, voice support of causes such as this, and it'd be really shitty for us not to. Uh, but I felt like it had to be said. You know, I mean, it's our first podcast since all of this has kicked off. And I feel like it would be really irresponsible of us not to voice our support. Definitely. So, at least for McTaddis and Frankie, uh, much support. So now on to this movie. This piece <laughs> of trash. So, it was, it was released originally, I guess, as a web series. It was in uh, 12 parts, uh, distributed onto Yahoo. Back when Yahoo was doing, like, a lot of... They, Yahoo took a moment 
to take a real stab at uh, doing media. Um, I remember they picked up Community for, I think, a season. It's largely regarded, I think, as the worst season. <laughs> um, they did this a couple other times with things, and then they kind of just realized, okay, we're Yahoo, and that's we just can't. Yahoo is, is incapable of doing almost anything correctly. Uh, I remember when they tried to do a little, like, uh, public gaming discussion board. That went to shit. Yahoo Answers went to shit. Their community discussions in general went to shit. Uh, they, they acquired, back when I did article writing, they acquired the company that I did writing for. Uh, now, granted, this was back when I was like 13, 14, and it was uh, lying about my age because I desperately needed money. Uh, but they acquired that company. That platform went to shit. Um, so I don't know why they thought that they could get into... Uh, it's all shit. ...into media uh, production, but they tried. They really tried. And so they, they gave this a shot. Um, it, its biggest thing that I think it boasts is being created by the creator of CSI. And I can definitely see it in how fucking trash it is. <laughs> I yeah. hate all cop procedurals. I don't have the fucking time for them. The only one I've ever had time for is maybe Dexter. And that's just because you did something interesting with it. But otherwise, most like cop procedurals, I don't have the time for. They're all the same fucking thing. They're all pretty trash, CSI especially, but you definitely get it in the really bad 90s computer graphics used throughout. I think they, they used the same sort of graphic like probably, what, four or five times of this like scrawling bit of information. Oh, yes. That looks like so it belonged bad. to an era before like hackers. <laughs> it, was, it was not good. I want to go ahead and read before we start a uh a bit from the new york times typically fuck the new york times but it was the first article that popped up when i looked up cybergeddon uh articles titled a yahoo series about cyber terrorism um and i kind of want to jump down a little bit uh so an executive producer along with matthew weinberg and bill o'dowd mr zuiker which was the creator of csi apparently is calling the video, which should total about 95 minutes and be available in 10 languages, a, quote, motion picture event, end quote, distributed in installments directly to Yahoo's huge worldwide audience, uh, should that audience happen to find it. It has its own tab at the top of the Yahoo screen homepage. Uh, right, Yahoo screen was, I guess, their, their platform, their, their service or whatever. Judging from the first three installments, event might be an optimistic description of Cybergeddon, but... Better than your average TV movie thriller, probably fits. Uh, written by Miles Chapman, Roadhouse 2, Last Call, and directed by Diego Valesco, The Zero Hour, it would look at home on the sci-fi or USA channels and has a, uh, a network star, Missy Peregrim, of the ABC series Rookie Blue. I'm going to ignore the rest of it, but I, I found that that opening line of, uh, based off the first three installments, that's really optimistic. <laughs> And it absolutely was. Um, this thing was a travesty. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only word you can use for it. It was just a train wreck. I opened up and I was looking to take notes and really take it seriously as a movie. Like I do even on our most <laughs> trash films, right? When we, when we did Zombievers, a movie dear to my heart uh, back when we were doing Film Guild, I took like three pages of notes on that fucker. What? Because Zombiever is worth it. It is engaging and out there and wackadoo and so good and for this one i've got um almost a page 
I stopped taking notes about halfway through and instead spent my time with my head buried in my hands. Uh, <laughs> just kind of moaning, oh no, over and over yeah. again. Or uh, exclaiming loudly, what the fuck? Because it's <laughs> bad. It's real bad. It's, yeah. Um, and hit points were for sure. I was getting really nitpicky. Um, <laughs> like, there was a moment where you've got this character who's supposed to be this awesome hacker, this mega hacker who's working in a terminal, and for some reason, he's only using the left hand on the keyboard and the rest of it's on the mouse. And I'm just looking at him like, you're on a Unix system, for sure. You don't need the mouse. Just use the keyboard. Anybody who's used one of these things knows this. It's, it's designed specifically so you don't need the mouse. So yes, I did get very nitpicky. But even at my least nitpicky, it failed on every level. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and open up with what were your first impressions? When you first were looking to get into this movie, what were you expecting? Uh, shit. Um. Well, yes, but I need more than that. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't expecting much, to be honest. I was kind of expecting more like an episode of CSI. And I mean, I definitely got those vibes, right? Where I could see it being kind of, if you were to condense it down properly, I could see it being kind of an episode of CSI. You know, like, they've done this in CSI over and over again. They've done this in NCIS over and over again, right? Where you have a, an episode based around cyber terrorism and it's all, like, shitty computer graphics. There was that one where it was, like, the killer was taking place in, like, effectively Second Life or whatever. It was real bad, but they've done it repeatedly. It's okay, I guess like the episodes are passable for like serialized network tv but when they're extended out to 90 minutes it's bad i think watching the whole thing i think you and i on our walk back from walgreens earlier came to the conclusion that it's 10 minutes of plot 15 minutes of plot extended over 90 minutes definitely it's you could have done this in like half an hour and it would have been fine yeah uh the the series came out in 2012 uh which serves to i guess put a a punctuation mark on my next point there's no fucking subtitles on this dvd and it sucks yeah because there's a lot of bad accent work <laughs> which means you miss a lot of dialogue like that, that first 20 minutes or so where they set up this whole sting against uh this this mega hacker um or mega, mega like cyber, mega, mega cyber terrorist or whatever, is just it's unintelligible. You don't you don't have a fucking clue what's being said until they're readdressing that plot line later. Which yeah, because the guy's accent is so thick that he just or terrible. I don't know how you want to put it, but yeah, and and it sucks because it's like thanks to the way that this uh, this thing's lined up. You at least get the uh, that Sting's whole sequence of events reiterated for you at least nine times. Well, why bother having it? You also have this thing where it's, you know, 24 came out. When was that? Probably around like 07, 06? I have no idea. I've never watched it. You've never watched an episode of 24? No. I mean, it's probably for the best because <laughs> it did a lot to rehabilitate. Wow, I was way off. To rehabilitate uh like the torture techniques used by the the u.s military and like normalized them so people kind of just assumed like these things are normal right yes you should be waterboarding people and it also put forward the idea that 
the U.S. is under attack constantly, 100%, and every day is a fight for uh, survival for the thing, and that's just not the fucking case. Instead, it's 24 has really served to uh, allow the furthering of the surveillance state, and that's real shitty. But 24 came out in 2001, so my guess at 2008 was way off. So, 24 came out in 2001, and, uh, you know, 11 years later, this fucking thing is still using the 24 split screen, and it is using it constantly. I think there is not a sequence that goes by that doesn't have the split screen. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it, <laughs> it's rough to watch. Yeah. Especially because it detracts from any moment where there's any actual action on screen. They have to do that split screen to another side that's reacting to the action. So, jumping in, there was like, um, the, the, uh, 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 once our main character gets like, the main event that like kind of kicks things off, the inciting incident, is like the attack on the water plant. Yeah. Which serves no point to the rest of this fucking story. Yeah. None. Yeah, like. Basically, so the the bad guy's big thing that he opens up with is he's going to frame the, the woman who acted as his daughter in a sting out operation. Like, yes. Apparently the big bad's daughter's been missing for several years, and so she goes, the, the our, our main character goes undercover as his daughter and puts together a sting operation or whatever. And then the guy gets expedited to a uh, prison in the Czech Republic and bribes his way out by the guards. Not even a lot of money either. And then creates a, a super virus that infects a water treatment plant and then spreads to a bunch of devices and, like, winds up infecting, like, some Hong Kong, like, I think financial bank. agency or something. The bank, I think. None of this has anything to do with the plot. Like, this, this whole water treatment plant thing comes up and is never talked about again. Like, the, the issue of, of infecting this water treatment plant and causing uh, all of its systems to crash doesn't come up. None of the actual issues of this virus are ever addressed again. The only time that it ever comes up is when there's the big, like, oh, it's really snowballed and taken over, and he's shutting down all the computers, is when you get the montage of, like, the plane crashing into the ocean and shit. Uh, but there's yeah. nothing, like, to, to tie us back into this incident. Instead, what winds up happening is our agent gets framed because there's a signifier that links back it's to her, her fucking, like, college hacker moniker suck you by one yeah which it's a cute pun it's like eye as an eyeball which is like okay that's cute i guess but go fuck yourself um i i did not have a good time watching this movie no as somebody who hung out on a lot of hacker forums it's so much like i have heard the first like inklings of any hacker speak and i've used it for all of this it's <laughs> bad it's it's i have a, i have some several tech uh, pet uh, pet peeves when it comes to discussing tech in media right one of them winds up being in, whenever somebody mentions the dark web or whatever um i just fuck I, you get angry yeah i hate it because it's like anybody who uses that uh, sort of service is really hesitant to just be like it's the dark net it's the dark web it's the deep web because a lot of these things are actually like separate terms because Smeg will always reference that one, like, credit company or whatever, the, the credit monitoring company that's like, we scan the deep web for your information every day. And it's like, well, first of all, you really can't scan the deep web because there's not, like, 
a directory of things, <laughs> right? You, it's not like it's not like uh, making a web crawler to go through Google, right? Where you can type in uh, a set of characters and have it go through each website. Uh, stuff like onions that you would you would access through a, a Tor browser. You kind of have to know where you're going in order to get to it. It's it's a it's a dumb fucking pet peeve, but I hate it so much. We need to talk about Norton. Yes. So the fucking uh, product placement in this movie is everywhere. Yeah, it's very clear that uh, <laughs> Norton Security like sponsored this thing or something because they have a whole sequence. Okay, so our character gets brought into an interrogation room, gets left alone, steals her ex boyfriend slash co-worker's phone uses that to hack in a uh, a fucking repeating video loop of herself to the security camera which doesn't work by the way yeah which they is... notice right away she's gone yeah um so anyway so she escapes and her first thing is she goes to she takes a, a sample of the virus or whatever and goes to norton security to go meet up with one of her old college hacking friends and the whole thing is like, well, we can use Norton's uh, uh, virus database to to uh, analyze this thing. We'll take it apart in the, in the code analyzer, and we'll be able to, to isolate uh, what what it's what it's affecting co- uh, or, or what what it's like viral effect is. It's fucking like it's real bad, and it's they just show it off every chance they can get. Norton here, Norton there. They have the whole cutaway later on, right? Where they cut back into the Norton security office after like our main character and her her uh uh sassy sidekick like wind up taking things down. It does a cut to him, the woman that he's been flirting with, the Norton security office. It's like what the fuck are we doing? I know, it's ridiculous. It's real bad. So she winds up leaving there. She goes and meets up with with our sassy plucky uh hacker that i guess she caught at some point wait right? it was like after her... she gives herself the world's worst looking haircut on the planet really i kind of found it cute it was really like a cute like asymmetrical thing yeah but like the front was so bad because it was no. like so much longer no, than the it's... yes no it is yes the best. it's very um uh fuck the the female lead out of uh titan ae it's very much in that realm, and I was so fucking here for it. I don't know. The haircut might be fine on somebody else. I just didn't like it on her. No, it worked on her. No, you're wrong. No, it worked. Wrong. Um, but Yeah, but then the sassy sidekick, as you said, is yeah, like he's introduced. incarcerated in some place, and then she goes and like breaks him it, out almost. It seems like he's a, in a voluntary incarceration thing, right? right? Like he's, he's conned his way into jail so that he can then con his way into scraping pennies off of transactions from the prison warden or something it's yeah it's fucking weird they go like find his like souped up hacker van which i'm sorry was he british australian what because that accent i don't know his nationality like i'd assumed he was supposed to be irish right because he's got like a fucking four-leaf clover like amulet going on it's not just a (laughs) necklace it's a full-on like four-inch pendant it's fucked um, so I'm like, okay, maybe he's supposed to be Irish, but that's definitely not an Irish accent. It's it's fucking weird. And I've I didn't check like the actor's nationality. I didn't even check the actor's name. Um but it's not good. It's real bad. Uh what the fuck was that guy's name? Uh okay, so her plucky sidekick is played by uh Kick Gurry, right? Because he's his name's supposed to be Rabbit, right? That's like yeah. his name. And he's okay, so he's Australian. Ha, I was right. But 
fuck. It, Not you that you could tell. You can't tell. The guy's all on about uh, his Tibetan scarfs and everything. It's ugh. it's a character, and his pluckiness doesn't stick with you. It no. really wears him to the point of annoying. But uh, they get into his hacker van, which starts another one of my, my like things that I really hated about this movie is the cutaways to weird tech gimmicks. Um, they get into this hacker van, and it keeps cutting between two webcams that he's got set up for no reason. Right? Like, why the fuck would you have webcams? That's just another potential vulnerability. Right. But it keeps cutting between them for no reason. It looks like shit. You can tell, like, that this was really just thrown in because we needed filler. As is most of this this film, right? Like, when it comes down to it, you can cut almost all of this shit. Yeah, if you could cut, like, half this movie out and it would be fine. Yeah. I'm going to actually go through some of my notes real quick to catch us up. Uh, one of the things is we run into the problem of dub- of uh, dubstep equals hacker. Now, I get, like, we're in 2012, <laughs> right? This is still, like, we're still in dubstep era. You know, um, if I remember right, Skrillex was still going strong. Uh, yeah. All this shit was still going on. It's, I don't know, it's just, it's real fucking tech must mean electro type thing. It's It's no good. It's a bad It's like the quintessential tech music that you Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's 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 just it's shitty. It's been tried before. Uh the whole thing kind of relies on nobody having used a computer before. Ever in their life. Yeah, because everybody does it in the dumbest way. Uh when they call into like their way of delivering the virus to the Hong Kong like banking institution is the guy calls in Talks about a weird uh, email that he got. Then the tech guy asks for him to forward it to him. And then the tech guy opens it. And then their system's flooded with the virus. And it's like, there's no air gapping going on. There's nothing. Everybody's plugging in random fucking flash drives and everything. Which I know! Makes me think that at the start, her partner either unintentionally or intentionally infected her computer. Right? Because when, when it cuts to oh, right, yeah. she's in the office and she's doing some fucking... Another shitty trope that I hate where it's like, oh, hacker la- or hacker person in general is too good for their job and also is just going to be dual screening a monitor where they're playing a video game. Where we had this happen in uh, Mission Possible Rogue Nation. Is that the one that you and I watched together? Um, I almost called I, it Spectre because I think all so. the fucking spy movies are the same to me. Where we wind up cutting to Simon Pegg who's like playing a video game while he's doing his like handler hacker shit. But Simon Pegg is awesome. It's just, it's such a, it's bland. It's been done so many times. It's not a, it doesn't add anything to characters. We see this constantly in NCIS, too. Where you cut to, uh, the... Abby? No. Am I not thinking of NCIS? Which one's the one that's got the blonde lady who's constantly at the computer? Dude. That's not specific enough. She's got glasses. Oh, Criminal Minds? Is that the one? Are you thinking of Garcia? I don't think so. Uh, uh, baby girl? No. It's fucking Garcia from Criminal Minds, okay? It's the only one I can think of. She's a lady who's constantly got a fucking headset on. Yes, she's Garcia. And she's doing some shit. I don't know what her name is. All these shows are completely interchangeable. Yes, it's Criminal Minds. you could you could legit ask me any of these characters' names, and I could not tell you what shows they're in because they're all the same show, every one of them. 
unless I tell you Abby, and then you know who I'm talking about because you have a weird goth fetish. Actually, that's more because of all the people that I know who got, like, real creepy with her. Fair. There's a lot of people who are like, I'm going to make sure that my, like, Facebook cover photo before the Facebook cover photos, like, my pro, I'm going to have a whole Facebook album of just fucking Abby pictures. Those people were in my friends list, and they were That's creepy. Those people are blocked now, because they are... Weird. Real chuds. They're not good. (laughs) What the fuck were we talking about? Oh, it happens in there too, if I remember right, where she's like constantly playing a video game or something on the side. Yeah. It's it's just, it's, it's so tried, and it, it sucks. It's the worst. Learn to write a character with personality beyond is also gamer. <laughs> Fair. Um, but anyway, so he walks in, right, and he's, he like, asks her about some case that they're working, plugs a thumb drive in continues like talking to her this is after she broke up with him a year earlier which apparently he just hasn't moved on from at all and the guy you have to admit in the introduction scene gives such villain vibes right i thought he was gonna be a bad guy yeah it's it's either really bad acting or it's a setup for a sequel that will never come and this this fucking thing ends on a cliffhanger predicting a sequel that let's face it is never gonna come stop doing that shit End your learn to fucking end a movie. Right. End it. Stop being so optimistic as to be like we are gonna get a sequel for sure. Just give us an ending for real. There's very few genres of, of thing that can take a cliffhanger like that and make it work. Right. Or keep something open ended like that and make it work. Right. One of them is absolutely horror. Yeah. Right. Um. When you and I watched, uh, or when I when I watched Sinister, you didn't watch it with me. But when I watched Sinister the first though. time, you know, I was like, okay, cool. I'm satisfied with this. I don't have to watch more of it. When Sinister 2 came out, it was a treat, right? Because it's like, oh, fuck yeah, I can do with more of this. Uh-huh. I didn't end Sinister 1 and be like, oh, when's the next one coming? I gotta know more about this thing, right? And this movie ends in that way, where it's like, we'll get to it. It's fucked. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I made a note uh, during the, the scene where they're in the Norton office that this is probably the most master hacker movie, right? Some real, like, peak, uh, this is a Unix system hours, uh, especially when they run uh, CMD colon show virus col- uh, code as their way to, uh, to break down the virus code. It's just one of those things where whenever you look at these computer graphics and these sort of CSI shows, they're fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. Give me a random sequence of characters rather than something I can actually look at and be like, these are just words. These suck. This is bad. Um, and can we, I have to address this. Our main character is a fucking idiot. Who calls their mother after being interrogated by the FBI? Well, she calls her mother because her mother's a prosecutor because reasons. It's stupid. It's, okay, so let's actually, let's, let's talk mother. The, the mom gets introduced early on. Um, and you're supposed to get this idea, I guess, that they don't have a very good relationship, right? At least that's what I kind of got. Yeah, and that's like... the vibe that you get, is that they don't really get along. Or and that then... the mom at least doesn't agree with the kid's choices. We go 90% of the rest of the movie, and then she comes back up mostly to be kidnapped. Yeah. And that's kind of it, right? That's all that the mother character gets. And it sucks. It's like you didn't even have to introduce this character you could have done a million other things that didn't have to make you introduce this character, but you guys did. It really winds up feeling just more like filler. 
you know, I've, I've, got a, I've got a whole thing about how there's so many just unneeded shots and cutaways that's just it, – it only exists to pad out the runtime. Yeah. Because there's no reason for it. You get so many things where it's like, okay, and we're going to do six different shots of this character doing this action. It really – it's bad. I remember when I took a, a film pre-production class in high school, and one of our assignments was to basically take an action shot and shoot it from three different angles, right, and cut it together. And um, it was basically just that for every one of the <laughs> shots. It was bad. Oh, let's see. What's the point of the webcam cutouts? I actually have – I've got, I think, four – different sentences in a row that is what is the point of blank um but i guess we'll we'll get to that so fucking hacker main character whose name escapes me because the name's like fucking i can look it up but yeah i don't remember it either you could you could just label these characters by character archetype right where it's like all right we've got detective hacker who's also the question becomes, why is she running a sting operation? And then a year later, her job is just behind a desk being hacker, which seems to be her job in the first place. Right. Right? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, her name's fucking Chloe Jocelyn. I don't think her first name is used almost ever throughout the whole thing. Right? I think she's referred to as Jocelyn almost all the time. Yeah, I think so. But her partner, if I'm right, is referred to as Frank every time. Right? I don't think he's referred to as Parker ever. No, he's always Frank. So who the fuck knows? It's all bad. Okay, so I'm going to continue with the archetype names because it's way easier than remembering Jocelyn and Rabbit and all this, like, just trash names. Just real bad. Rabbit's a good, like, I feel like Rabbit would be a good indie name, which yeah. is cool. Uh, it's not used for that purpose here. Um, instead, it's used for just a real skeezball. Uh, so our, our main character and her plucky sidekick go to track down... I guess the case that she'd already been working on, right? Which was like a, a pensioner who like had all yeah, his money stolen. Yeah, some old guy who got yeah, robbed. Who fucking just brains himself. Yeah, fucking blasts himself in the head. Yeah. Uh, and then fucking, I don't even remember what they do from that. They like use that to track down for some reason to get to a university. The plot gets real thin. You know, they wind up going to, uh, like, a. it looked like a university at least, right? Yes, yeah, so like some college campus to track down some rando dude. Yeah. Who, some... like, apparently helps with the code or something, and yeah. yeah. like, granted, we watched this a week ago, but it's the sort of movie that I don't think warrants a second rewatch for plot's sake. No! <laughs> I, I subject myself to a lot of torture, right? I'm, I... Well, yeah, you live with me. Yeah, I'm willing to live with you. I'm willing to eat horrible things for myself on camera <laughs> i'm willing to watch genuine trash i've i've seen more shock videos and people dying on the internet than i can count no. and i can't bring myself to watch this movie again well we finally found the one thing you won't watch again i know i will watch two girls one cup 17 times on repeat no! before I will rewatch this movie. I will watch Two Girls, One Cup, which, by the way, fun fact, is just the trailer for that uh, for that thing. Yeah. There's more? Oh, there's a lot more. Oh, uh, God. I will watch that for 90 minutes before I rewatch this thing. They wind up going to a university. The university only really exists to force them to then get cornered and almost caught by uh, Frank. Boyfriend. Yeah, the who yeah, we will we will refer to as cop boyfriend. 
Um, Who, what was his fucking purpose in this film? Because he literally does nothing. He does nothing. There's no point to him. Um, he just exists to create a romantic subplot. Yeah, but then you have our detective hacker lady making out with Plucky Sidekick instead of him. Did she make out with Plucky Sidekick? Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. And then at the end of the movie, boyfriend and hacker get back together. Almost, it felt like. Kinda. So let's let's uh, we won't hit the end just yet. Lay off the end. <sighs> we'll, we'll hit the end. Okay. We still have at least another ten minutes to fill. We're actually. Uh, this is a secret that. Uh, it's a secret tool that will help us later. All this filler we're talking about, it's filler for later. Because someone's got to put an episode out. And if we discuss the actual just plot of this thing, like the core t- tenants, we're here for 15 minutes. We're in and out. It's not an episode anymore. We are we are losing money on, on our uh, overall bandwidth allotment this month. <laughs> we can't be doing that. We've already done that. we got to do better. So the university is basically just to reunite these two characters for reasons. It leads to a, a shitty car chase that kind of just exists to, I think— I think it was just a money sink. Probably. So that they could justify the like asking for such a large budget. Because the whole thing ends with them picking up a, a cop car with a magnet and then dropping it and basically blowing it up. Right? But that really, like I said, it seems to only exist for the sake of... Spending some of the money they had. Well, to ask for more money so they can filter it to the directors. I totally feel like this whole thing was just kind of a money laundering thing. <laughs> and in a similar way to how, like, there's the whole theory about how all the Adam Sandler movies is just a money laundering thing between his rich friends. What? Have you not heard about this? No. Like, the reason why he keeps making movies to cast his friends is not only because he wants to work with them, but also so that way he can, like, basically filter money to them in such a way that it changes how it's taxed. Okay. Right? Because these movies never never do well, right? So he can write them off as a loss on taxes uh-huh. and wind up paying less as a result. Okay. It's it is a theory I've heard. Um That's I've a... not looked much into it since I first heard it like 6 years ago. Okay. But I wouldn't deny it. Yeah. Um yeah, so we get these two together for reasons. During this bit our master hacker bad guy winds up realizing that he's his his location's been compromised and uh blows that up. The worst CGI fire I've ever seen. It's bad. Uh, puts one in the head of one of his, his lackeys who exists for reasons. No, uh, 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 he's stabbed in the head. Right. By his assistant slash other lackey that it looks like he hired in the scene where he hired lackey one. Right, but it's clear that they've been working together longer. Like they've got a relationship of some sort. It's fucked. Her whole role, we will get to discussing Lackey 2. <laughs> because her thing is fucked. And we will discuss that afterwards because she plays a bit at the end. And I feel like it's appropriate to discuss it once her roles fall apart completely. Yeah. But our characters are, are reintroduced together. We wind up back at Plucky Sidekick's house or whatever. Right? Yeah, it's just like... Which they walk into, and for whatever reason, they decide, by the way, this place is wired with a text-to-speech device that outputs the text-to-speech on a screen. Or um, out- outputs all of all of the words that are spoken into text on the screen. Because reasons. And they keep doing cutaways to it. Because reasons. It really is like, we just need more shots, and we want to act like there's cool tech involved. Yeah. 
there's no reason for it, especially since like the best speech recognition shit at the time was still shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? What was that one that was out? It was like Dragonfly or something yeah. like that, right? That didn't work. It's bad. Like even today, most text-to-speech shit is kind of garbage, right? You can go and try and send a text-to-speech message through Siri, and there's gonna be typos galore. Um. Yeah, it's like I have one on my computer. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Can we talk about uh fuck the main cop that they put on this her case is like the blonde guy. I don't know his name. He ends up working with the bad guy. Okay, the guy yeah, who we can we can ta- we can talk about that cuz that's that's coming up. Um like what the fuck this Yeah, we we wind up they kind of hang out at this spot and they they try and figure out where the fuck to find bad guy, I guess, right? Is uh-huh. that the whole thing? How the fuck does do they even deal with the cafe? How do we get to that sequence? It's so like fucking roundabout and shitty. Like their their plans seem to be to set up a trap and lure out our big bad, right? And so they set up this trap, go through all these steps, only to find out that for some reason our main character's mom was there, right? Because the bad guy had called the main character's mom. Well, Is no, that right? Uh, Lackey 3, which was a dude that worked with our main character in the FBI. Yeah, okay, let's, let's take a minute and talk Lackey 3. So Lackey 3 is a guy who is just generic white cop. Yeah. Right? Because I didn't realize that this was an actual character until he was popping up. <laughs> it just felt like a, a throwaway. I didn't make any connection to him being in earlier scenes at all. Mm-hmm. Because he's so inconsequential. All these characters are so inconsequential. There's no character development. None. This. There's none for any of these side characters. So whenever these side characters have an issue, you feel zero empathy towards them because you have no idea what their deal is, right? Like, uh, the mom starts going through all this turmoil about her daughter and shit. You don't even know what the fuck the mom's deal is. She's just pointless. She doesn't exist. Right? She doesn't exist until it's necessary to move the plot forward. Every one of these characters is just a device to move the plot forward. It is the most, like, Vladimir prop, like, there are no <laughs> characters characters are only mechanisms and all of them are interchangeable as archetypes <laughs> how the fuck do we get to this scene like basically okay so so you lackey, have this lackey. stupid cutaway scene of lackey three calling the mom and requesting a meeting with her which he then just kidnaps her instead yeah it's like what? yeah he arranges for that i i take it that like did big bad like make himself known or something to try and lure her out uh lure out uh our main character is that why they were going there in the first place or trying to arrange a thing there in the first place no i think we find out that lackey three is working with the big bad and they they then find out that the mom's meeting with lackey three and it's like no because the mom was a surprise fuck i stopped paying attention at this point in the movie i'll be honest this is the point where the the plot hits a point where it's like we're so much in the why the fuck are we here territory <laughs> of things, right? Where it's like, we only have these sequences exist to pad out the runtime. They don't add anything to the story. There's no furthering of characters in this. It is literally, we need to set up an action sequence in which our character gets rolled over by a car, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how this ends up happening. Basically, we wind up in a situation in which the mom gets kidnapped. Our main character realizes the mom gets kidnapped. We cut away then to the villain's lair, which is a fucking, apparently a Freemason's temple, <laughs> which 
yeah, true and on, I'm giving you a call here. Like, there's going to be something to be looked at on this. In a similar way to how, like, okay, here's something I haven't talked about yet. I can't even to talk to Smeg about this. So in Texas Ch uh, Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, there's a very weird subplot or plotline in involving the Illuminati. What? Who I guess are involved with the cannibal family. Okay. And a representative of the Illuminati abducts the main character as she, like, escapes or some shit. Takes her through a drive through while she's in her trunk to a pizza place. Now, I'm not saying anything, okay? But I find it really weird that we have some strange, like, Pizzagate connection. <laughs> 20 years before that's a thing. I'm not a Pizzagater. <laughs> But my fucking conspiracy-addled mind, my, like, true non-based, knowledge-fight-poisoned brain, looks at things like, this is fucking strange. What the fuck are we doing with Illuminati and very clear pizza, like, for no reason? It's, it, there, there's no reason for it in the movie. There's none. It's a strange cutaway to suddenly, like, we're going through a drive-thru for pizza. It doesn't serve any purpose. Oh, then they went, then wind up delivering the pizza to the cannibal family. There's no point of it otherwise, though. You yep. didn't even have to include the scene. She could have just pulled up with pizza. They could have called the delivery driver to, to, to get pizza. There's so many things. They could have stopped off for burgers. It's a fucking hamburger town. Their whole thing was that they worked in meatpacking. Why did they go for pizza? It makes no <laughs> sense, Frankie. There's no reason for it. It's... You see where I'm wrong? It's befuddling. I've got, I've got a poster board. I got strings. There's strings connecting to other strings. I got them color coded. It's awful. <laughs> but that's not this movie. Fuck. Freemason Temple. That they've got, like, decked out in candles and bright lights for reasons. It looks. I think they're supposed to look really cool. Right? It looks garbage. But it looks like trash. It, it looks like it's just a, a trash soundstage. Probably because that's what it was. And so FBI Lackey, Lackey 3, is there, and he's demanding his money for the job. And uh, they fucking shoot him, because of course. Just fucking put one in his fucking brain box. Arming no, 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 no. Does he get, like, his throat cut or is shot that in the throat it? or something? It's pointless. I don't remember, because I just remember it took him a long time to die. That could have been it. Either way, Lackey 3 dies. Um, our main characters track down this, this location, right? And they, they, um, move in to, to go take him out, but no, 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 you know what it is, right? Uh, fucking main hacker, our, our main character gets a phone call from Big Bad, who's like, come to this location if you want your mother, right? right? Like, super... Come, come alone. And so right. she does. Uh, meanwhile, fucking plucky sidekick and incel ex-boyfriend just kind of hang out together in the house right he's not really doing anything yeah um i completely skipped. we just have like a ton of shots of them just sitting and worrying about I, her yeah, instead of actually trying the, to help like, the shit montage oh. that occurred right which leads to to plucky sidekick and main character kissing because that had to be there it's weird. It sucks. There's a whole thing about a Scrabble game. It's like they didn't know how to write a, any, a TV show when they did this. Well, it's also like, let's, let's actually address that scene. We're going we're gonna to rewind a minute. 
I know that this is all over the place, and this is why I usually take plot notes, but this movie's not worth it. It's not <laughs> worth your time. This, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say that this whole episode exists for me to basically vent and fucking rant about how trash this experience was. Don't watch this movie. It's Here's the thing. is It's, it's available on Vimeo. If you really want to go out and watch an hour and 32 minutes of Garbo, you can do it. I'm, it's ill-advised. Instead, you should maybe get a VPN or something and, you know, go sail the pirate seas for it. Go talk to your buddy in Sweden. I think I would give this movie a negative rating. But it's... It's bad. Main character goes to the fucking hacker uh, big bad spot where we find out that his plan is to deactivate all the computer systems that are affected with this thing and bring about... A cyber geddon which I've got listening to my, uh, my, oh no, no, you know He doesn't even say it, though. Our plucky sidekick realizes what's occurring as everything's shutting down, and he's trying to counteract the hack. Yeah. And during it, he says, quote, it's a, well, a full-blown cyber geddon it sucks. I've got written down title drop in all caps with four underlines. It was the most exciting part of this movie. <laughs> I had a mini freak out as it happened. My, I, I fucking, my eyes rolled back into my head, and in that moment, I became one with the universe. It was an awful time. We've kind of got, let's, let's address this character now. This is where Lackey 2 really comes in, because Lackey 2 holds a gun on our main character, and forces him in front of a webcam, so it appears as though the whole thing is her fault. Yeah. As it, as the webcam is broadcast through all the computer screens in the world. Or all right. the television screens or something. Like, her face is all over Times Square and shit. It's bad looking. It's awful. So, Lackey 2 is a character that fills too many roles. I th- I've got written down here. It's a rare case of too few characters uh, taking too many roles, right? Oftentimes, you've got too many characters and too few roles to go between them. And this one, Lackey 2 serves every single role. She seems to be a master hacker of some sorts. She's also a fucking assassin femme fatale type. Uh-huh. She's also a uh, main villain's right-hand man. She's uh-huh. also, it feels like to some extent, main villain's love interest. They kind of have a weird bit of chemistry going on there. Right? It's like, are they going to fuck or what? Yeah, there's everything going on. Also, we have a whole thing where, of course, tough girl hacker assassin has to have short haircut. It's 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 the type of haircut. Look, I'm gonna say several words to you, okay? Blonde, skinny, uses knife, good with gun, hacker. What haircut comes up to your mind? That's the haircut for you. Short pixie cut, basically. Pretty much, but slightly spiked. It's very um mid 2000s pink. Yes, it is. It's like a perfect description of what that was. Yeah. Lover dickhead, ex-boyfriend cop boy, comes into the <laughs> rescue, right? Uh, winds up killing Lackey too, I think. Does he kill her? Or does uh, he just brain her? She gets incapacitated yeah. either way. I think she's dead. I think they kill her. You know, our big bad escapes outside. Uh, Lackey 2 goes to go, or not Lackey 2. Boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend goes to, uh, try and capture him. Which our main characters, at, our main characters left in a dilemma of whether or not she wants to go 
try and catch the bad guy or stop Cybergeddon. <laughs> um, and she decides to uh, stop Cybergeddon because, of course, it's a reasonable thing. Uh, she manages to stop it just in the nick of time of something occurring. If fucking Big Bad gets away, but they decide it's okay because we stopped Cybergeddon. Uh, Mom's safe, by the way. Mom, I guess, is now proud of daughter. Right? It's like their whole relationship is fine suddenly. I don't you know. You know, trauma really does have a way of bringing families together. Oh, it doesn't. That's why I absolutely advocate uh, Christmas morning, you wake up, you tie up your parents and siblings, you put them around the tree, and you just start a nice little Christmas tree fire. Don't make it look like you did it, but Rube Goldberg way to put it out. That way, the whole family has a story to bond around. <laughs> God, you're weird. Look. <laughs> Trauma didn't bond my family, but it might bond some. Yeah, no. No? No. <laughs> um, movie basically then ends with our master yeah. hacker has been given the coveted assistant director of cyber terrorism. Which she turns down. Which has been her whole goal. The whole reason why she, she broke up with ex-boyfriend is because... I guess she thought that relationship would get in the way. Yeah, it was dumb. Or something, which makes no sense and whatever. Uh, so she turns it down because true love, which of course, go figure, woman sacrifices career for shitty boyfriend. Uh. He's trash. He's complete garbage. Right? He's like the worst dude ever. Yeah. When, when she's like being framed for this, he really, he only gives her the barest, barest, like, minimum of doubt yeah it, like he maybe gave half a fuck <laughs> yeah he sucks um plucky's sidekick is uh released from prison that he voluntarily got into and is given a consultancy role or something with the fbi where he gets yeah. access to all the cool toys uh which it seemed like the guy wasn't hurting for toys right? and the guy seemed to be enjoying his life right right like it sucks like he was happy yeah guy was having a good time I really don't feel like solving cyber terrorism is gonna like fulfill him anymore than like being bad boy like well known hacker so well known right that when they go to the university someone fucking recognizes them by face right yeah like what was her name Blue who exists only for him to flirt with and then later to be shown in a montage helping out yeah like a brief cutaway to be like okay Blue we're doing this thing but he's not she's not really helping he's more of just talking about how great he is. While she's also at a computer uh, talking through webcam and talking about eventually cyber-fucking him. <laughs> she doesn't exist for any reason beyond that. Yeah, not really. I don't remember if it was a post credit sequence or whatever, but our final shot is of our big bad who's sitting in a, in a, who, who walks into a room only to find who is it but his long-lost daughter who's going to help him finish the job of Cybergeddon because reasons. Right? Just, it's ugh. so fucking bad. It didn't need to exist. Like, you easily could have had a tragic backstory. I actually would have liked if they if they had taken the moment to develop this character more. We easily could have had, like, a uh, uh, Captain America Civil War situation, right? Where I could see this character uh, instead has turned to cyber-terrorism because of, like, U.S. intervention into Ukraine and shit. Right? That could have made it actually interesting. Especially we're dealing around, like, 2012, right? Which is right about the time, if you remember, of, like, the Ukraine riots, right? And especially in Kiev, which, like, had both Russian and American-backed um, fuckery going about. 
right? I, Robert Evans in, in uh, th- uh, This Could Happen Here will talk occasionally about um, like the Russian-backed uh, separatist groups that were instigating things there. You know, you easily could have had it be a thing where, like, he lost his daughter during, like, these riots or something and blames other nations or something for it, right? You can you can actually create a backstory for this and why this character engages in this thing beyond, you did me dirty by posing as my daughter. Right? Like or as petty my revenge. Daughter, which is like, come on, man. The FBI has done way worse. <laughs> Have you not ever looked into COINTELPRO at all? Like, they are no good. You really think you're the first guy to get fucked with? But it's bad. He's got no real backstory motivation. We really should have had more of college main character, right? Because it discusses her in college being a whole black hat hacker, which, man, again, we just learned new terms because there's a whole moment where she is discussing how she couldn't have turned... couldn't have have done the virus thing when she's in the interrogation room where she's getting interrogated interrogated by like the fbi director or something yeah and she's all like why would i go black hat now and it's like you just learned that word you just want to use it come the fuck on (laughs) um but anyways we could have had like moments of her in uh college and create a motivation for her to join the fbi because otherwise there's no reason for it there's really none to act as though places like or organizations like anonymous and other hacker groups don't do as much if not more good in some cases than the fbi is kind of foolish yeah um and just furthers the propaganda that this thing goes to incite yeah um plucky hacker needs a real backstory and actual character i -hmm. feel like when i say the words plucky sidekick you know the character instantly because that's all this character is he exists to be there, crack jokes, be shitty, and, uh... Irritate the, f- the piss out of you. And, like, and, and, like, treat every woman that he meets as a, just an eventual sex object. Basically. You know, he sucks. Ex-boyfriend needs an actual story. That one-year time jump... He doesn't over. even need to be in this! Well, we, we, can still, we can still have him there. If they want to keep a dumb romance plotline, they can keep it. But don't do a time jump of a year and give us no actual, like, idea of the character development between then. Because you could have just cut to the next day and that character is the exact same. Yeah. Both the characters are the exact same. Except for some reason, our character who was in the field is now behind a desk. You don't, us- because again, you don't usually move that way. She works in the cyber-terrorism division as a hacker type. Why is she not only overseas, right, because they're in Prague. Yeah. Why is she not only overseas, but also like on the field it makes no sense she clearly works like digital forensics right like why is she our yeah which again falls into the issue of this is a csi creator right and for the csi creator the difference between forensic analyst and detective are the same the difference between detective and cop are also the same Uh as with almost any of these shows you know but Especially in CSI, where it will be like, all right, our detective character is going to go out to the scene, and they're going to collect evidence, and they're going to come back, and they're going to run the, the evidence themselves, and they're going to make these conclusions, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, ex-boyfriend needs an actual role. The mom, you either need to cut the fuck out, or give actual character development towards. Yeah. Like, this character only exists for two moments to move the plot forward, and those same two things could have been done by anybody. Ex-boyfriend even could have been the one who was kidnapped. Yeah. Would have served exactly the same purpose. 
the only difference is, is you wouldn't have had him to come in to kill Lackey too. Yeah. Because otherwise he accomplished nothing. Pretty much. He didn't even catch the bad guy! There's a whole scene where Plucky's sidekick and main character, right, that montage where they're like hacking to try and track down Big Bad, and our shitty cop ex-boyfriend is just there like on the couch and a pace behind them. He has no purpose for a solid 15 minutes. He doesn't have a dialogue line. Mm-hmm. And even then, he only exists to look at the text-to-speech screen that is uh, printing out the conversation between uh, Plucky's sidekick and main character in which she talks about how she did him dirty by breaking up with him. Well, let's be real. That breakup was a bit harsh. Yeah, but also there's no reason for that to be <laughs> the place in the first place. Like, it's I know. bad. Were there any other characters? Like, again, we either need a full range of henchmen or for our henchmen to actually, like, have a thing. You have a whole thing where um, there's also fucking egregious amounts of parkour. Which, again, I know 2012 parkour was still cool. I did parkour. I get it. <laughs> but this has been done before. It doesn't need to exist. Why do all your hackers need to be free runners? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. Yeah. Most hackers that I've, I've like, read interviews with and have been on boards with couldn't give two fucks about how to do a Kong Volt. <laughs> and yet you've got these motherfuckers doing Kong Volts like it's nothing. Yeah. Shit sucks. It's a bad movie. I would love to have seen this thing redone by someone competent. It is clear <laughs> that CSI's <laughs> writing and direction did not come from Zuiker. Clearly, because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, I mean, it really seems like a thing where that creator credit, right, is used in the same way as, like, I don't, I don't really have a good example for how else it was used, but it really seems like it was a thing where it's like, okay, well, look, he had the initial idea. Yeah. We've got to give him that credit. It's like whenever you see, like, by the producers of, and it's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean shit. That just means you gave money. Like, when Pretty it comes much. down to it, right? You gave money. Maybe you did some location scouting or something. And yeah. And some other roles. But let's face it, you really just gave money. Mm-hmm. I don't see where Zuiker was really involved beyond, like, broad strokes. Come on. What was that mouth open for? I was just going to make a joke about broad strokes. Um, is there anything else that you want to say about this dumb fuck movie? Don't watch it. Avoid it at all costs. Actually, there was something I want to talk about. Uh, where's my phone? Because I had... It's under your leg. Is it this one? Christ. You would be on the budget at some point for this thing, and it came out to what, like six million? Yep. I don't know where that went. I have no fucking idea. Like, the the CGI is not six million dollar CGI. The actors aren't six million dollar actors. The cameras aren't $6 million cameras. This is where my idea of this being just a, a, like, money laundering thing comes in. Because it's like, there's no way these actors were paid more than, like, a hundred grand each. Right. Like, at the top end, right? It doesn't seem like there was an actual sound crew, because the movie sounds like shit. Oh, yeah, you can barely hear what's going on! It's mixed for trash. I think we we had looked at it, and uh, I made notes several times where it's like... The color coding in this, you should never notice color coding, really, unless you're doing deep analysis. The color coding in this is fucking garbage. Like, there's the color palette's gone. There's no cinematographer budget. Yeah. So, where, where the, f- the fuck did the money go? <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, this movie is rated a fucking 
6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. How? Well, I will tell you how, because I wanted to read through a couple of these reviews uh, to really get an idea of, I guess, what uh, entertainment was looking like back in 2012. Oh, God. Very entertaining for cyber geeks, says Nate Fishpa. Uh, eight stars. One, technical. I'm, I'm really, I'm cutting some bits of this out, because he wrote uh, a four lot? paragraphs. <laughs> uh, one, technical. Not bad. They can't dive into great details of what a buffer overflow is, but they attempt to get more technical than something you'd see on a major network. I found some of the instant hacks not believable, but the overall point is made. Uh, I think 95% of my friends are in complete denial of what danger exists, and this movie does the justice of leading up to a point where a cybergeddon could happen. Uh... As a technical guy, it definitely entertained, and I think the sponsorship by Norton probably helped with this significantly. No! Performances. The lead actress I didn't recognize, but was stunning in appearance while having great range. Emotional, physical, thoughtful, she definitely has a very bright future. She looks a ton like Alana de la Garza, which I'm sure she gets a lot. I instantly recognized Oliver Martinez as the bad guy uh, from a lot of things, and he was a pretty good villain. One of the things I want to note about that is he mentions her appearance two to three times. I know! And uh, the bad guy isn't given an actual appearance, only that... He looks like a bad guy, or uh, he, he was a pretty good bad guy, and I think I recognize him. <laughs> Director, wow, I liked how different it was right from the start with seeing bank accounts on a computer screen and a split screen for a sort of overlay. I was really entertained by this, uh, this style, which almost had a 24 sort of feel to it, without the lead getting shot three times an episode. <laughs> Conclusion. Overall, it was a, it was fast-moving, interesting, entertaining, aesthetically captivating. A few hollow performances, but I'm more than willing to overlook it with a low-budget web series. The subject matter may be too narrow to take to the big screen without having to dumb it down and make more explosions. See Bruce Willis in Die Hard 4 if you want that. See, this is, uh, see this if you are more of a techo, uh, techo-greek, uh, the techo-geek and want the small screen indie experience. What crack are these people smoking? I will I will say, uh, Die Hard 4 was 9 million times more entertaining than this movie, and Die right? Hard 4 is bad. It's a but terrible at movie. At least in Die Hard 4, they crash a car into a helicopter. Right? At least in Die Hard 4, I don't have an overly convoluted plotline on how to get from A to B. I think I remember Die Hard 4 well enough to be like, yeah, I, th- I think I know how this thing goes. Do you think this thing needs a sequel? No. Good lord, no. <laughs> I would rather die. Yeah, it doesn't need another one. They need to stay the fuck away from this, really. I'm pulling up additional reviews. Someone rated it 10 out of 10. What? Uh, I'm going to just take the first section because uh, this is too long. Oh, God. I am impressed with this series. Ten stars. Quite entertaining cyber thriller, says. I'm not saying that. That is too long. It's so long that it hits a dot dot dot. Oh, shit. I'm impressed with this series. Norton, Inc., Yahoo, and other producers have done well to make this series. I am a computer person, and I consider the technical details in this series to be an excellent blend of current real technology, including software and some futuristic elements to them. The cast did quite great work in their roles. Very believable and entertaining as a ex-hacker female action star, eccentric and humorous hacker with a cool style, cybercrimes police officer and boyfriend, egomaniac hacker villain, as well as other parts. 
I think the one key at least I appreciate in watching these kind of uh, these kind of films is to appreciate the concepts the story and genre aims for and not get hung up on the little details. For example, just enjoying watching the makeshift team of white hack hacker uh, white hat hackers with unique personalities doing battle with the nefarious black hat team throughout unique throughout physical cyber and wit battles is really enjoyable. I'm actually reading the whole thing because this is getting real entertaining. <laughs> um, I think with Norton's help, the computer elements were quite realistic. <laughs> the plot has a great blend of classic elements of cyber thrillers and original components of the characters and storyline. Both as a cyber thriller and in general, this is a very well-made production. While this is a low-budget film compared to major Hollywood uh, productions, it is a valuable addition to the techno-thriller and cyberpunk genres, including films like Hackers, Takedown, The Matrix, and others. By the way, I read source material books for those genres also, so I think I have a right to say that. Fuck you. Holy shit, you do not understand cyberpunk. You're the type of person to look at cyberpunk 2077 and think, oh man, they're throwing in, like, gender fluidity into this? My internet, or my, this is not cyberpunk. This is just SJW shit. Go fuck yourself. Go read Neuromancer, you fucking pleb. Holy shit. I am deeply passionate about cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is great because a lot of people who write cyberpunk also are leftists, right? And work from it in a way that they're like, hey, the way that uh, major corporations and surveillance states and technology intersect is actually really bad. And we should maybe maybe divest from this. And um, maybe uh, capitalism is actually a really bad thing when it's combined with unlimited amounts of power. And uh, people who think that a movie like this is cyberpunk and good do not understand cyberpunk the least cyberpunk thing to do the least punk thing to do is work with police and this whole thing is about working with the cops you know what would be actually kind of cyberpunk is not working with the cops and instead being a bunch of rogue hackers who are doing actual justice instead of being like all right and let's hand them in to the police it's real bad Fuck that review. Fuck that guy. You have no <laughs> clue what you're saying. Especially, like, I might give you techno thriller or cyber thriller or whatever. Maybe. It's a bad one. Uh-huh. But it's fine, I guess. But cyberpunk, eat my fucking dick. No. Especially when you have the gall, the fucking audacity to mention it in the world or in, in the same realm as hackers and the Matrix. Holy shit. Do not badmouth the Matrix like that. Well, and it's like, the Matrix is actual cyberpunk, right? Uh-huh. The Matrix actually deals with things like, hey, capitalism fucks us all. Capitalism kind of prevents trans people from being trans people. Uh-huh. As seen by the way that Switch got done dirty. Switch is supposed to be trans. Who? So Switch is, the, is uh, one of the characters who if memory serves, is supposed to be a boy outside the Matrix, but a girl inside the Matrix. Hence the name Switch. Okay. And they got done dirty by just making him a girl both times. Or both ways. Oh. They were either supposed to be um, a boy or they were supposed to be an envy. I don't remember which. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, like a, a very androgynous person. And uh, it got fucked over, like hardcore. Okay. If memory serves. I'm going to fact check that, and if it's wrong, I'm cutting it. Because you know what? I am the one with the knife now. <laughs> I'm the lady at Target. 
Fuck her. We should probably wrap it up. But, yes, we are going to wrap it up. Um, in conclusion, fuck this movie. I'm glad to take this off my pile of trash. If anybody wants this movie, like, real talk, if you want it, let me know. Frankie and I will sign it and mail it to you. Yeah. Because we got nothing else going on. Um, my DMs are always open. Uh, as always, I am at It's Actatus. I actually changed it. Oh, okay. Previously, it was at Mr. Actatus. But then I realized anytime I introduce myself on stream or something, I say, It's Actatus. So why the fuck not keep it? Yeah. It's better. It's from it's from back like when I was doing my YouTube channel that I had it at Mr. Actatus. Uh, but I haven't done shit on that in, uh, ever. <laughs> so, we're good. Um, and, you know, you can either DM us there, or you can DM us at uh, either Smedco or Pod. I mean, the, the DVDs first come, first serve. You know, unfortunately. I, I'm not gonna go out and buy 40 copies of Cybergeddon. God. Waste of money. Yeah. Uh, Frankie, where can they find you? Can't find you anywhere, right? You don't really use Twitter. I think uh, your Twitter isn't your Twitter on lock. Isn't on private. Oh god, it might be. I've been on there more, but I haven't tweeted in a long time. So yeah, I mean, you liked my tweet earlier, which is a good tweet, right? Yes, I was, great tweet. I was sitting Come there on. and I started listening to a new podcast called uh, the Is it? I'm actually gonna double check because I don't want to fuck it up because it's actually kind of good. Um. Called, uh, I started listening to a podcast called The Shrieking Shack, right? Which is uh, a bunch of people who are rereading Harry Potter and really, like, digging into it. Uh, started listening to it because in their latest episode, uh, they, uh, they spent, like, probably a good 20 minutes getting into uh, J.K. Rowling's latest uh, foray into being a fucking turf. Fuck J.K. Rowling. I think, again, this is a... I think this is... I'm gonna say now... I, I, I'm going to make the rare unilateral decision that means it's actually not official, but uh, nobody's going to disagree with me on this in Smedco when I say that, like, trans rights matter, right? And yeah. And trans women are women, trans men are men. Yep. NBs are NBs and, you know, good non-binary pals. I think that's uh, fair to say the official Smedco stance because I know Smeg's not going to disagree with me. Gonda has no fucking clue what any of those words mean, but if I explained <laughs> it to him, he, he would probably agree with me. I'd, ex I'd explain to Gonda what, like, being ace is, and then he's like, oh, that might be me. That sounds about right. <laughs> I'm like, you need to hang out on internet more. <laughs> I got some Twitter accounts for you to follow. But, uh, why the fuck did I go into the Shrieking Shack? Anyways, I was listening to the Shrieking Shack, and I, partway through I realized, um, Harry Potter really is just West Wing for millennials. Like, in, in the same way that West Wing has poisoned, like, political discourse for the next 40 years, possibly, Harry Potter has done the same for the next generation. Yep. Again, Harry Potter's a cop. Pretty much. All Harry Potters are bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else? I already said you can find me at Isactatus. You can find you nowhere I'll get more on Twitter if I'm gonna keep doing this. Even if not, um, I don't know. Instead of instead of spending your time to go uh, look for Frankie, I think you'd probably agree with this. Uh, if you're capable, go attend a Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah, 
Yeah. If you can't due to either health concerns, right? I can understand if you are really scared of um, coronavirus. I totally understand, right? In some cities, there's uh, protests of up to a thousand people or over a thousand people going on. You know, that is a, a high risk. And I totally get uh, being scared of something like that, especially if you have a, a uh, respiratory issue in the first place or if you're immunocompromised. Me. So if for some reason you cannot do that, um, Think about donating Don't, yeah, or donate or sign a petition. Do your best to maybe correct your family's racist shit. I'm doing my best to do the same. You know, just if you're just on social media, maybe just bring some awareness out there. Mm-hmm. I I know it's been said a lot, but uh, this movement has really uh, served to uh, put a spotlight on the idea. Uh, well, this movement has really uh, done a lot to like solidify. That it's not enough to just not be racist, but you have to actively be anti-racist. Yeah. Right? Passivity has just allowed this shit to breed. Um, and so if you can't attend a protest or something, do your best on that front, I guess. Maybe and maybe read some books. Even if you can't donate or anything, yeah, just educate yourself and get a conversation going with your family or with your friends and learn yeah you might ask how should i educate myself and there's a lot of really good resources that have been put together um a quick google search will find them you can also do yourself a favor and just like go read some um like some really some of the more well-known like black activists right uh people who've really been a foray into into the thought of what's being put out right now people like angela davis for example do some reading into the black panthers i guarantee you what it's you probably... not what you've been told exactly like Maybe spend some time looking into, like, the Black Panthers uh, breakfast program, which was the cornerstone and influential to getting, like, breakfast programs in all the schools. Like, there's a lot of history that you maybe should go and try and learn because you weren't taught it. And it really sucks that you weren't just because I wasn't either. Just educate yourselves and try and educate the people around you. And, you know, it's all you kind of do is just try and make it better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really like it's that camping thing, right? I mean, we all get one go around this big dumb rock. So do your best to leave it better than you found it, yeah? Yeah. Um, you can always find us at Smegco at Nalp's Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Smegco. I keep forgetting to do all the social media plugs, so I'm trying my best to remember them. Uh, but I think that's about it. Um, I am finally, fucking finally, getting around to... Um, working on revamping the site i know we've said it for almost a year now but i'm working on it <laughs> it's been rough this is like the only time you have time to do it uh-huh um so as soon as that is ready i will be dropping more plugs for that uh it will wind up being just kind of a centralized hub for all of our podcasts most recent episodes we're going to start doing some youtube videos th soon i think probably some let's plays and stuff again at the very least clipped up bits of our twitch streams which you can find at twitch.tv forward slash smegco um yeah and, uh, i think smeg does twitch a couple times a week so yeah yeah he does twitch a couple times a week i do twitch a couple times a week on the same channel um i've been doing off and on like a yakuza zero playthrough as i work my way towards 100 percent in that again um doing uh full character voices throughout it's it's a million fucking bad shonen anime voices <laughs> and it's a good time come hang out um but i think that's gonna do it for us here yeah see you next time guys yeah until next time be kind rewind and, and be, be excellent, excellent.
and uh, party on. Gotta get the last word, huh? Always. Constantly. Forever. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.